Hey there, this is Kieran Giovanni. I play Amy Sykes on TNT's new show, Major Crimes, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to On Screen and Beyond, your weekly look into what's coming your way as far as new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This is episode 229 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this week, our guest is Karen Giovanni. She, of course, plays Detective Amy Sykes on TNT's Major Crimes, and she's going to be joining us and talking about the show and all her past experiences and everything else. It's coming up right here on On Screen and Beyond, so stick around for that. And the top of the box office this weekend, it was Resident Evil Retribution coming in at number one, and number two went to Finding Nemo 3D. So uh, the box office wasn't that high this week, but uh, those are the ones that are at the top. You can find out all the top ten at onscreenandbeyond.com. Be sure to go and check that out. And in the birthday world, it looks like Mickey Rourke is 60, Lauren Bacall is 88, and Jennifer Tilly is 54 years old. So uh, happy birthday to them. And let's see here at On Screen and Beyond. I hope you're going to check us out. Go to onscreenandbeyond.com. You can check out all sorts of things. we got movie reviews. we got uh, TV, DVD releases, and what's coming up new. And go to our news section. Go to our book nook where you can find some great books to check out. And uh, we've got links where you can just click on it and go get those uh, books or movies or DVDs or whatever. And uh, if you would uh, do that, if you're going to be buying those, if you would just go to our site at onscreenandbeyond.com and click on those uh, advertisers that we have there, and it'll take you to their site where you can get those products. It'll help us out here at On Screen and Beyond, so we'd appreciate that if you do that. If you're going to do it anyways, no difference, but it'll help us out. So we can continue to give you great interviews with some very, very interesting people, whether it's somebody from a new show that's coming out or from a past show that you love. It's all right here at On Screen and Beyond. All right. What do you say? We get into what's coming your way as far as Remake Madness. Next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Remake Madness, a big screen remake of Mr. Peabody and Sherman from the old Bullwinkle cartoon show. Remember that one? It's in the works and will arrive on screen on November 1st. 2013. On the TV front, Vince Vaughn is working on producing a remake of The Brady Bunch for TV, so that'll be interesting. And on May of 2014, you can look for a new remake of Godzilla. That's it for Remake Badness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. What's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming movies? Well, a new animated film called Boo. Bureau of Otherworldly Operations, starring Seth Rogen, will make its way to theaters on November 6th of 2015. And Jane Fonda will play Nancy Reagan in a film called The Butler. And you can look for Twilight's Peter Fascinelli. He's going to be starring in Gallows Hill, and that's a new horror thriller. That's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Taking you down to Sequel City to find out what's coming your way as far as sequels. <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, as far as sequels, on June 20th of 2014, DreamWorks will bring us How to Train Your Dragon 2, and they have also announced that How to Train Your Dragon 3 will come our way on June 18th of 2016. And Kung Fu Panda 3 will arrive on March 18th of 2016 also. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On... Wondering what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? We got it next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. TV on DVD, well, October 16th, get ready. Matt Dillon's back on Gunsmoke, the sixth season, volume two. It's going to be arriving on DVD. And on November 13th, the Dick Van Dyke Show, the complete series, lands on Blu-ray and on December 4th, you can look for Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2 as it arrives on Blu-ray. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD? We're going to tell you next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> movies on DVD, well, Disney's classic Cinderella comes to Blu-ray for the first time on October 2nd. And The Watch will come to DVD on November 13th. And you can look for The Words with Bradley Cooper now out in theaters. And it'll be coming our way on Blu-ray and DVD in January. That's it for Movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have a guest coming your way, Kieran Giovanni, who is Detective Amy Sykes on Major Crimes on TNT. Great show. Check it out. It's a spinoff of The Closer. I don't, I, they call it a spinoff, but it's really more a continuation of the way it, it seems to me. But uh, anyways, a while back, a year or so ago, we had Tony Dennison from The Closer. Now we have Kieran Giovanni. And she's coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest is an actress who you may remember as Dr. Vivian Wright on One Life to Live, but now we can watch her on TNT's Major Crimes as Detective Amy Sykes. It's Karen Giovanni. Karen, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hey there, thank you so much for having me. Karen, here you are on Major Crimes, and it's a spinoff from The Closer. Mm-hmm. What kind of pressure was there? You know, anytime there's a show that's a hit and you're coming off on the spin-off, how does that feel when you're going on the set, and how does it affect your, your performance? Do you, do you feel like it's uh, putting pressure on you? Um, I think there was probably pressure for um, the show itself. You know, everyone that worked on The Closer, except for you know the few people that aren't on the actual show, everyone behind the scenes, every grip, every writer, director, everyone is actually still from The Closer. So oh. it was almost like they never stopped going to work. It was like someone had given them the gift of 
this wonderful eighth season slash, you know, a new show. So um, the, the best part about it was that everything was kind of already there. The groundwork was already laid for us. Um, and I think for me, I guess, at least for me, there's a little more pressure because I'm, I'm the new girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say that it's like a really great family, and no one ever made me feel pressured. It was, if there was pressure, it was my own pressure right. um, that I put on myself, not, not because of anyone there. For them, they were nothing but welcoming, and they've I think they've done a really great job at making a spinoff that already doesn't feel like a spinoff. It feels like a new show with um, characters that you already know. Yeah, well, that that's really nice that they they kept you know everybody who was from the closer to uh, as far as the the background people. Um, that that's really nice because I you know I know how it is when people are trying to you know they get a job that that show ends they got to go find another one. <laughs> right? No, I mean we really have uh, pretty much everyone that you know is there. We even have some people that have been you know with them uh, through Nip Tuck. Um, you know, on my hair uh, girl that does the hair that did Kira's hair as well. She does my hair. She also did all the hair for, for Nip Tuck. So a lot of these people have really been around. They, you know, they, they stick together. It's like a really great family to work for. And it's kind of once you get in this family, you kind of just stick stick around as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. That's nice. Now, one of your uh, fellow members on uh, Major Crimes, Tony Dennison, was on our show uh, probably about a year and a half ago. Oh, great. And um, he, uh, you know, of course, he loved being on that show and then, Shortly after we did the interview, uh, they announced that it was going to be the final season. So. Oh, no. <laughs> so my question to you is, uh, have you been informed yet if you're going to have a second season, or is it not yet been revealed? No, it has not yet been revealed, and trust me, we spend every day kind of hoping and, you know, is, will we hear today, will we hear today, so... No, we have no idea. Um, you know, I, I'm sure they have some magnificent plan that's being worked out right now. But, um, no, unfortunately, I have not heard of it. I know our numbers are great, and um, the ratings have been great, and the reviews have been wonderful. So, um, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, it is only a matter of time. I sent Mary McDonald in there to spy the other day and see if she knew anything. <laughs> but everyone is very tight-lipped, so yeah, they yeah. love me. Well, you know, like you say, it's got good ratings, and uh, it's a good show, so it's, hopefully it will, will be continued. So. Let's hope. Let's yeah. Hope. So, yes, I'd like to stay here for, for a while. I'm actually starting to like L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't so sure when I first got here, but I actually, I uh, it's not too bad here with this sunny weather every day. <laughs> Doesn't it get boring, though? <laughs> I mean, some days it does kind of feel like Groundhog's Day. I go... Really, again, the other day, I think it almost rained, like it kind of drizzled, and I actually got excited. But I will say having little kids and being able to say, go outside, you know, every day, mm, yeah. is, and having them play in the backyard is pretty great, too. So it's a toss-up. Yeah. So were you on the East Coast in New York? I was, yeah, I was in New York. Um, I had been doing Broadway shows for about 10 years. And, um, and, you know, I, I filmed a soap out there as well, so I kind of did both of those at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I caught this, and I said, you know what, let's go. Let's give it a try. Let's try L.A. Um, and, and we did, so here we are. Yeah. Now, when you were in, in New York and you were doing both the uh, soap opera and doing Broadway, they're very different as far as the soap. You have to learn the s- different things every day, and it's just rush, 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 because it's it's every day you're doing a different thing. And then you've got the Broadway shows. 
you're doing the same thing every night, but you've got that live crowd that are watching you. So is there one you prefer over the other? Um, you know, I, I like them both for different reasons. I, you know, you get used to, after doing, you know, 10, 10 years of Broadway shows, that you get used to doing the same show every night, and there is kind of a, even though you work, it is a trade-off. You work terrible hours. You work every night, and you work every weekend, forever. Like, there's no... There's no hiatus on Broadway. Just mm. kind of, if you're working, that's what it is. Um, but the truth of it is, you know, you get to go and do the same show every night. So it's not like you don't have that pressure to learn something new and, you know, oh, gosh, you try this or try that. You know, you do your show and you find new and fun and fascinating things about it all the time. But there is kind of, you know, you, there's a comfort level in doing the same thing all the time. Where, yeah, so you definitely, there are, there were some shows where I was doing that and I was, or I was pregnant and I was doing a show at night and I had a script and it might have been hidden in a drawer. I mean, wow. <laughs> you know, it's like, there's a lot. There's a lot of dialogue. When I came back after um, my second child, I had, I think I want to say, it was a week where I had 64 scenes and and it was all medical. It was a lot of medical stuff. I think I was delivering my friend's baby. It was just, <laughs> it was a lot. So, um, but but it's, there's so much fun in what we do and I, I really... I, I hate to say any of it is bad. It's just different. Yeah. Now, now doing uh, a, a doctor on TV, you know, you're, you're not really a doctor. You just play one on TV, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but after learning all these terms and everything else that a doctor do, does, did it ever make you want to become a doctor or anything like that? Or did you say, mm-mm? <laughs> well, you should ask. That was my um, first career choice. Oh, I really? Be an OBGYN. That was, I, my goal was to be Dr. Huxtable. Um, as a child, it just that's what I was going to do, and my parents knew I was going to go to school, I was going to go to Rice, and then I was going to go to med school, and so I had this whole plan. And then I started dancing and, and getting a little more into that, and then once I got into high school, I auditioned for uh, a college and got into school musical theater, and I said, you know what, I'm going to try this. Um, so my parents were not thrilled with my musical theater choice and over being a doctor, but um, I got to, you know, pay it forward after, after I got to play um, Dr. Vivian Wright for a couple of years. I thought, look, I didn't have to go to med school, and I get to be an OBGYN. Look what happened. <laughs> so um, I found that hysterical. They, not so much. But um, I always said I wanted to play a doctor or a cop for the rest of my life. And so I got to play my doctor, and this role came along, and I said, that's it. That's hmm. it. I'm going I'm to hopefully play this role for a long time. So Yeah. We'll be back with more of our guests right after this short break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I drifted away from major crimes, but with that show, how do you uh, take your your character? When when they uh, told you what you're going to do, do they sort of leave it open to you that you can develop it yourself, or do they have a distinct pattern that they want you to follow from the beginning? No, no, definitely not that. They um, they, they do write you an arc. You know, they kind of say this is what's going to happen, and this is how she's going to get there, and this is what will 
be the end of it. Um, but no, they really kind of, you know, what you bring to the table as far as, you know, I, I made her character before I auditioned and screen tested for her and I kind of made her, you know, and you mold her and how she talks and where she's from and how she walks. And, and so you come in with that kind of already in the bag. And then as they know you a little bit more by like episodes eight, I think, you know, eight, nine and 10, especially, um, even though the writing was amazing already to begin with, they really start to, once they can watch your episodes after a while, they almost start writing Sykes more of, you know, they start to write you into your character a lot more too, mm. you know? And so I didn't realize it, but in the first couple episodes, I make some funny faces. However, I, those are my funny faces that are kind of my eager beaver, Amy Sykes, Amy faces. And I didn't realize that they caught all of them. And so the first couple episodes I would watch, I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe they actually use that. Like that was just me kind of, you know, I didn't even know they were filming that part. So, um, I think, yeah, they, they definitely have a story that they're going for and they know where you're going to end up and they know what they want the audience to feel. But they really kind of, they let you try anything you want. They're pretty open and, and, and let everyone have their own kind of creative process. So it's great. Yeah, so is there, is there a writer that sits on the set while you're doing the show, you're taping, that actually watches for little idiosyncrasies that people have to, to try to blend into the next script? Yeah, I mean they they um they watch everything. So every episode there is you know the writer or writers of the episode. There's the director, and they all sit there kind of you know getting their making sure they get certain pieces. So after they do the wide shot, if they see something that you know you have decided to do or made a choice to do, and this isn't on all shows. I will say I've heard core stories of you know people getting told what to do and look here and do that. This right. is not our show. Our show is like. Do whatever you want organically, and we'll find we'll put what we want in, and we won't put the other stuff in. And that's so amazing. Like there was a scene where Sanchez and I had a little moment with a, a prop or something, and so we were kind of going back and forth, just kidding around, and it became kind of a moment in that episode that they took and shot, and you know made a moment to come over and actually go, oh, we like that. Let's let's do that, or oh, oh yeah, we like that, or you know let's try that or don't make sure you catch that, you know, and so they really just try to let us do our thing and they try to catch it, as they say. So um, it's it's like doing theater for TV. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's working because the show is really good and it's interesting to see the characters and how they're developing and everything like that. So Great. Um, I enjoy liking it. Oh, yeah. Now, how many episodes do you have four major crimes did you you know i know sometimes it's what is it, is it 13 and some are 20 or 21 and i, I can never figure out how many shows um, we're not net, network is usually like you know 21 22 23 mm -hmm. um we're cable so we did 10 it's usually between 10 and 15 so we did 10 for the first season um and then hopefully 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 fingers crossed we know something about next year then we'll be up to 15 and 15 will probably our roundabout number, which is what the closer was as well. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. You mentioned earlier about when you started out, you wanted to be a doctor. Even as a little girl, that's what you wanted to do? Oh, yeah. Yep. I watched the Cosby show, and uh, that was my dream. I was That's kind of what, where I was going. And I was always into something artistic, gymnastics, dance, whatever it may be. Um, and this just... You know, I always said if I can, go, I, you can always go back. You know, I can always go, I can always change my mind and go back to 
to school for that or whatever if this doesn't work out. But, um, you know, I had the opportunity to, to go to a school for musical theater, and I, was, I said, you know what, I'm just going to try it. Let's go. And I have to say, I can't, it's, it's all been working out pretty good. So um, I got to say, I guess I made the right decision for me. Yeah. So. Now, you mentioned you were a gymnast. Uh, were you floor mm-hmm. exercise or uh, the uneven bars or what? what, what? Well, I'd say my, my specialty was vault and floor. Those are kind of my events. Um, but, uh, yeah, I left it on. Then I got a little, I got, I got a little older and it became more of a job. Um, and, uh, and I wanted to grow. <laughs> so I quit when I was about 13. Um, and then I started doing you know, cheerleading and I kind of moved into dance. Um, and I'd always sang a little bit, but not that much. And, then when I went to school is when I really, you know, you start taking voice lessons and chorus and everything like that. And so I started doing theater in college and um, went to a great school. And I'm still friends with my acting teacher from, from college and um, and then moved to New York. Hmm. And uh, Now you were on Broadway with Hugh Jackman? Yes. Mm-hmm. With his show? How, how was it working with Hugh Jackman? Wonderful. I have not, he's like a slice of you know, Australian heaven in America. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I understand. <laughs> he's just, no, he's, and, and, you know, he, trust me, everyone knows he's attractive, whatever, but he's so nice. He's just that nice person that, you know, you see why he's gotten, you know, he's done so many things, and A, he's very talented, and B, he's just, you want to be around him, you know, and he came every day early to rehearsal. He stretched with the rest of us. He warmed up with, you know, it's just a couple of us. There were five girls and him. And um, and he was just interested in everything and everyone and getting to know everyone. He knew everyone's name. He knew what everyone did. He, you know, he brought lottery tickets in on Friday for Friday scratch-off day. You know, he just, mm-hmm. just a regular guy's guy, and uh, he was wonderful. So. You did... Broadway, so do you still get the urge to maybe go back and do some Broadway? Is it going to be difficult now that you're in L.A.? Uh, yeah, I mean, right now we moved out here kind of as a year trial to see, um, you know, what happens, and, and we'll see if the show gets picked up. Obviously, we're not going anywhere. We'll be in L.A. for a while, and um, if I do get the chance to do theater, hopefully I'll get to do some out here because, um, yeah. like I said, I have two small children, so I can't see myself really going back and forth that much. Yeah. Um, but there's lots of great theater out here, and it's the Gethin and some other wonderful things that come come through. So, um, yeah, hopefully I'd be able to do some out here, and, uh, and who knows where we'll end up in a couple of years. Who knows? We're just kind of playing it by ear and just saying, you know what, let's just, do a little adventure for a couple of years mm. and see what happens. Yeah. Were there any uh, actors or actresses that inspired you when you were growing up? Um, you know, I did have an actory um, crush on <laughs> on um, Angela Bassett when I was little because I just thought she was a great example and I, I loved watching her and I, I um, thought everything she did was fantastic. And uh, she's also just a strong, intelligent woman as well. Um, I have to say, I, I hate to say it, but my influence is before I started doing TV and film, are, were really kind of theater people. So mm-hmm. like Patty Lapone for me was a huge influence. And um, Barbara Streisand, like, I just, you know, they also acted and did plays and stuff as well. But for me, those were my influences for a long time. We weren't really a huge TV movie family. So there were a couple people that I looked up to. But for the most part, yeah, a lot of theater women. I'm like a glee freak and a smash lover. I can't <laughs> help it. 
Now, that sort of leads us into our two final questions here. One is, what are your favorite TV shows of all time? Oh, of all time, okay. Or what are you watching now? You know, either one. Um, okay, well, let's see. Of all time, okay, this is going to sound really weird. First of all, The Cosby Show. I could still watch it every single day, and I've seen every single episode. Mm-hmm. Second of all, not going to lie, Mama's Family. I've seen every episode, <laughs> and I love it. I just thought it was, like, good old humor, and the comedy back then was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and now we love The Newsroom. Um, we just think the writing is amazing and smart, and it's one of those shows we've done again where he can take any kind of profession and make a family out of their workplace, and you kind of you want to work there. You want to see them and hang out with them and work with them and chat with them. Um, and you're also on the edge of your of your seat. So the newsroom uh, we love. We love Breaking Bad. Um, although that one kind of gives me the heebie sometimes a little bit. But my husband's obsessed with it, so we, we do watch that in our house. Um, and other than that, there's a lot of children's shows on <laughs> in our house. Right, when you have kids, uh, you end up watching all those. <laughs> yes, there's definitely some Dora uh, going on in my household. So, um, <laughs> But we try to at least um, tune in to a couple of shows a week. Yeah. What about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time? Ooh, let's see. I'm going to say Steel Magnolias. Mm-hmm. And hmm, what else could I see a million times? Not going to lie, I'm, I'm going to have to say Fame. I know everyone laughs at Sam the Musical, but I've probably seen it a hundred times. I watched it as a child. It's one of the few things I got to watch. Um, and I still love it. And I actually got, like, this is so bad, but one of our directors was Paul McCrane, who was in Fame, the movie. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it when I saw the name on our script, and then all of a sudden we walk into the first day of rehearsal, or the, the read-through, and I was like, oh, my God. Fame, and I know him, and this is amazing, and now he's going to be directing my episode, and I actually had a girlfriend of mine who's on Broadway who was in town, and she came by when we were filming um, on location and looked over and was like, oh my God, that's a guy from Spain. So you've got like, two musical theater nerds who are like <laughs> have a huge like, talent crush on Paul McCrane, so um, yeah. Still love it, though. Now, you say that you, you got excited because you were you were meeting him. Are there other actors or, or actresses that you've had on the show or have met while you're out there in Hollywood that uh, you, you just get so excited when you meet them? Um, because you don't know, try I'm, to act I'm, like you do. You're, 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 you, <laughs> you know what, I have to say, I, I guess um, the whole star you famed thing, um, there's a lot of stars that come through Broadway, and oh, yeah. they kind of love Broadway because... No one really cares. I mean, we all, it's cool and they're great, but, you know, it, they're just, I think they love it because they're treated like everybody else. And so I guess I didn't realize that I've been surrounded by so many stars on Broadway because they're just normal people there. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't really, I mean, I, I got to meet Kira and I was really excited to meet her. Um, and she was sweet and Kevin was wonderful and they were very supportive of the show and, and just, just all around wonderful. Um, but, um, yeah, I guess I haven't really been out that much. Is that bad? No, I haven't really been out to uh, star hop. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more excited to meet Mary and be able to do scenes with Mary McDonald. And, um, yeah, I mean, for me, that's like the epitome of, you know, an amazing actress and a wonderful person and easy to work with and just all around, you know, kind of like a mom-sister figure 
um, on the show. So uh, I guess, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not starstruck, but she, um, she for me, was like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. Like, this is, you know, amazing for an acting career, and just and just for me personally, it was great. Yeah. Well, Karen, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and I want to make sure that everybody is going to be watching Major Crimes on TNT, and uh, it's what, Mondays at, is it 9? Mondays at 9. Mondays yep. at 9. Mondays okay, at yes. Nine. Mondays at 9, and uh, keep our fingers crossed that you get a second season. Yes. And yes, yes. Uh, I, I thank you very much for doing this. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Kieran Giovanni, I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond. Just so much fun talking to her. She's uh, been on stage with Hugh Jackman, and uh, she's a dancer and singer, and and she's, of course, uh, on Major Crimes. If you get a chance, check that show out. It's a good show. Uh, they, they say it's a, a spinoff, but it's more of a continuation, I would say, because uh, it's got a lot of the same people that were in The, uh, the Closer, and it just just a continuation, I guess you'd call it. So uh, check it out. It's really a good show. And uh, let's see here. Facebook. If you're on Facebook, go ahead and like us. We'd appreciate that. And if you have a suggestion for a guest that you would like to have here at On Screen and Beyond, go ahead and email it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love hearing from you. A lot of people are emailing me and uh, asking questions and giving us suggestions and everything, and we really like that. And we seem to be touching every corner of the world, countries from everywhere, just getting on board here at On Screen and Beyond, and we love it. And I uh, hope you are enjoying our shows, and we thank you very much for listening. And I guess that's about it. That's a wrap for this week of On Screen and Beyond. And I hope you will join us again next week when we delve into the world of Grimm. Got a great guest coming your way, so be sure to join us here at On Screen and Beyond. Till then, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zumrak. Take care. <laughs> Thank you.